Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is JL, I'm your host, and I am going to be taking you through a journey of conversations every single time we upload, ranging from all sorts of topics, as well as some reflections from myself. And I want to encourage you with all of this conversation, everything that comes up, to take it to your community group, whoever you're doing life with, and to have the bigger conversation about it. The aim of this podcast, obviously, is to take topics and things that would necessarily not have all the time in the world to be talked about and actually expand on it. But I'm sure the conversation goes beyond this. So thanks for tuning in. And feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions, some stuff you want um, highlighted. I'd love to hear from you. And my hope and prayer with this podcast and this conversation is that you would follow Jesus in a deeper way and abide in him now and until forever. Yeah, that's, you know, sobering on Monday. So it leads me to, to think like, what is it that's actually discipling us? Like to think about what forms us talked about at first it's that people you you lived you went everywhere you were about it was morning day and night mm. you were next to them um, you were asking questions you were observing you were intaking you were modeling um, mm. and thinking like you know one of paul's commands uh, is pray without ceasing jesus also says pray and don't give up praying when you're mm. praying um, and if praying is not just asking stuff obviously we say it's not just asking stuff <laughs> um, we generally ask stuff more yeah, than generally. actually um, we listen and dialogue and listen, uh, and listen to God but then um, like what is it when we're not praying and we're not talking to God, what else is filling that gap? Mm. Because despite what we may think, I don't think that we are as self-forming as we think we are. Like we can't make up, we're actually the accumulation of a whole lot of different things, our experiences. Yeah. Um, it's a delusion to live um, <coughs> It is a delusion to, <laughs> to think that we make up our own identity. Because, <laughs> um, what is it? What's the definition of identity? And the delusion? Hmm? An illusion? Of a delusion or an no, illusion? No, identity. Definition. No, it's just like The fact of being who or what a person or thing is. What is a woman? It's, uh, it's, it's, it, a woman is who a woman is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Time to get cancelled. That's, that's what um, that would say, right? That would be an example of how you would use that definition. Say it again. That an example of how you would oh, use yeah. that definition. Yeah, yeah. There's another one that says identity is the unique set of characteristics that can be used to identify a person as themselves and no one else unique set of characteristics a unique set of characteristics that can be used to identify so it is the thing it's the things about you or the things you do that 
<clears throat> set you up differently or can help distinguish between you and something or someone else, I guess. All I can think about for that is maybe your voice and then your physical features. Yeah. Even so, you can have twins. Yeah, different set of characteristics. Other people have your personality. Yeah, characteristics can be a lot of different things. Um, yeah, so in terms of characteristics, like, I don't know if that's quite accurate because we know that identity is more than that. Like, it's not just a set of characteristics that define who you are. There are some people who are exactly like the other person. Like, if you live long enough with somebody, you can almost be indistinguishable from the other person. Mm, you pick up the mannerisms, right? And things like that. Yeah. Does that mean that you've lost your identity? <laughs> Does that mean what? Does that mean you've lost your identity of who you are because you're exactly like someone else? It's got to be well, more. It's got to be more than that. On the flip side of that, by saying loss of identity, I think it's more just a loss of identity to the people who thought you were a certain thing. To the people. To the people. The identity is lost for them because you're no longer the version they thought you were. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, I'm just I'm just like aware that we we could sometimes say like uh, you know, thinking through logically about how people say I am who I am <laughs> You know, and I, def I define me, and oh. here's who I am today. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's all about me. Not, and it's not connected to the community they're part of, their childhood, their past, their experiences. Um, and it's just boiled down to that. Like, even that, that definition to me is just, like, that's not a definition. Mm. Yeah, it's just like trying not to offend people. So I correct to characteristics. If you think about characteristics, that would not be similar to other people's characteristics it's just your features i mean other people have their emotions mm. other people have your personality we know that um but nobody else has your face nobody else has your other people have your height other people have your hair <laughs> nobody True. else has your eyes nobody else has your fingerprint is that your identity no i don't think so um, if it's all the stuff that just distinguishes you from other people mm. that's small it's a bit poor mm. i think it's more than that is it, is it where you belong maybe where you think you belong i think that's part of it it's just not complete no, I don't think it is um, it's part, not of it. A part of it is where you belong yeah. <laughs> so then <laughs> that opens itself to that question about um, the hundred different interpretations of <laughs> free that dog. Huh? There's a dog that's been taken hostage. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What question opens itself? No, I guess it just opens itself to then like the whole identity, DID, gender stuff, going to 100 million different genders that you have, mm. apparently. Yeah, well, we're not self-made, we're not self-actualized self either. 
Um, I was talking to a friend about something similar to this, but it's connected to so in terms of identity, whether or not like we can truly say who we are disconnected from everybody else who has had a part to play in mm. us becoming who we are, and that's impossible. Yeah. Well, it's also not honouring of the people that have been part of our life. The journey, yeah. Us, you know, and the journey, into, you know. Um, like you think, really, your mum and dad don't have anything to say about who you are? Really? Mm. It, like, whether you have a bad relationship with them. Mm. Like, no, they do have something to say about who you are. Who have been part of it. So, in my conversation with this person, um, was thinking, we were talking through, I think it was before my son was born, and we were talking through whether or not I'll let whether or not I'd let people um, that don't necessarily know him spend time with him. You know, like they might know me and not necessarily him, but they might feel like they know him through me. But that not that's not necessarily knowing him. Um, and whether or not they have a right to even be part of his life. Mm. That's where those are some of the questions that we're just um, thinking through. And I was like, well, I think to an extent they do. Yeah. You know, like my church family, for example. Um, they do have the right to be joyful and to, about him and also to be wanting to be introduced to him. Mm. Because in a way they have a little bit of a right to him. Because of how much they have input into them. Like Samuel is not just a man wife project. Mm. He's the accumulation of everybody who's been part of or who played a part in us becoming who we are. Mm. You know, like, um, and this is, it flies as well in the face of individualistic thinking. That sign is just uh, giving me, give me some. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think the sun is just God's challenge to me today. <laughs> um, you know, like, I was thinking, like, this flies in face of the more individualistic way of thinking, which is that I am self made, I am my own, mm. don't need nobody, that kind of thinking. And instead of that, you kind of think, like you kind of go, um, you know, when I was struggling at this point, God sent that person to help me and I got through. And that's now become a fundamental part of what makes up my resilience, for example. And I could attribute it to that person, to that person, to that, um, you know, to that chat or whatever. Um, and that makes up and that part of my identity that I can't, I can't just say, nah, bro, you never did anything for me. Mm. I can't say that because you did. And so if I am who I am today, it's connected to, and then, and then you start to see the thread, the community thread um, mm. that starts to go out. Like you think about 
whoever is connected to me, mm. someone else is connected to them. Mm. And the other person connected. So whatever they passed on, whatever that spirit is, whatever they passed on is connected to me. Mm. So we're not all that disconnected from one another. We're not actually, mm. you know, if I've ever helped somebody ever, that's actually because someone helped me at some point. And I thought yeah. this might be helpful to that person. And maybe somebody else helped them. Mm. It wasn't an original thing. No, oh, no. I think that's it's true. like you just pass it on. And so when it comes to Sam, um, he's way more connected. Way more connected and so mm. deeply connected, so much more deeply connected uh, in the way that he will become who he continues to become um, than he probably will realize. And so I was talking to this friend of mine and I was like, um, yeah, in a sense, they do have a right. Not mm. that it needs to be lauded over or gone like, we mm. have a right. We, we, you know, we, we had you for dinner. We looked after you. We, yeah. You know, it's not like that. But I need to acknowledge that. Mm. I need to acknowledge that. Mm. Like, yeah. I think it's good to acknowledge those things too because... Sorry? It's good to acknowledge those moments and people as well because it helps to reinforce and also I think it also lessens the just thinking practically and just connectedness wise. It helps others realize they're part of ooh, part of your part of a bigger story. And yeah. To be reminded like um, just like me doing chaplaincy stuff now <clears throat> was all part of a journey of other people influencing and talking into what I didn't dare to want to try for myself or help me build some mindsets and concepts and but also reinforce who I was as well with certain ways that okay that actually makes sense because it fits all this 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 and recently had the opportunity just even a passing comment to say hey look really appreciate like you've been a pivotal part in me mm -hmm. doing what I'm doing so yeah. I just want to thank you for that and even though it's like something that you could just anyone can do it's a huge impact because I could I could tell for them it was just like oh okay I get started tearing up about it and I'm just like oh that's cool but I think it's a reminder to kind of yeah just acknowledge those people who've done that and remind them ooh my gosh people try to run into each other dodge them cars and the streets filled with <laughs> drama hey um yeah so I think like with Sam like I get this sometimes as well when my parents be like, oh, this is this person who did this. And I was like, I've never met them in my life before, but like, I uh, know I've, I've never known of them like mm. at all, but like, this is the guy. You still need to pay respect. Yeah. And yeah. there's that overwhelming sense that comes over you. It's like, oh, okay, cool. My parents obviously think and love that you're a significant part at some point in my life. And I, I respect that. And, <laughs> want to honor that mm. 
and it's it's really awesome too when you have awesome too when you have people who like the doctor that was at your birth or someone yeah. who's helped your parents through miscarriages or whatever mm. it's just like yeah they matter there's a different amount of affinity and respect that comes with that yeah um, but as you said in the individual culture ish that we live those are things are lost and sense of community is lost sense of honest honoring others and yeah um, and, and and when you're an individual, it kind of, well, when you think of yourself as individually disconnected from mm. other people and kind of all, all about you, then I think that that's where the permission to go, if we talk even in the LGBTQI space, mm. you know, like that's where you'll feel like, even though, hey, this is, this is stuff that I'm genuinely struggling with, Mm. Um, you won't let other people in yeah. to kind of go that's not who you are or mm. maybe look at this differently because if we see you differently we've seen you differently mm. and you know or it's like maybe just keep struggling with it so that's also an option <laughs> yeah like, and I think it's also healthy. Some things are not meant to have a specific solution this side of, um, of heaven. Um, and it's not just in that space either. Yeah. But I think we, and, that, and, and you can just see it because of the hyper-individualized space that we're in now with the, um, with like, you want, I think, I think it's therapists now that are saying that you have to be more um, affirming. Really? Like, well, yeah, gender affirmation. That's generally that's generally what it be means. Is that you can't. You have to affirm. The even, point if of view. even if it's even if you don't necessarily. Yeah, even if you don't necessarily think it's. Um, wow. Quite that, and um, there are more therapists that are more afraid of of actually looking at treating the underlying stuff that might be leading and negatively impacting the person. Um, wow. So it's, which makes it tough though, because then you're making, you know, people will be making decisions, you know, in their young age and not necessarily think through the ramifications of those decisions to mm. their older self, but also the people that are around them and the people that will be around them mm. when they're older and how that's, that's going to impact them. So that whole thing, and then, um, and, 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 and it continues to kind of perpetuate the sense that everything is still just about me. Mm. And people just have to deal with that and they just have to shift adjust to me yeah. and adjust to me whereas it's actually meant to be more of a you know of a negotiation of a dance of um, that's a great example of a breakdown in community yeah it is it is because if and 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 you think about relationally you for 
us to have real, real relationship, you have to be okay with being yourself around me. Not feel like you have to put up a front. I mean, talk about we talk about it you know, with social media. It's like that's only part of the person. Mm. Um, and so to have genuine relationship, which is again some of the stuff that we talked about before, uh, we want the truth. Mm. None of these platitudes and just surface level stuff, but you want to go deep with a person and see how complex of an organism they are, mm. um, then you have to be okay with them being themselves, even if that shocks you. Was, yeah. And even if that uh, shocks you in a way where you go, I don't know if I agree with that or if I would lead life that way, but at least you are who you are. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be anyone else. Yeah, I can be okay with who you are. But if people can't be that, can't do that, mm. then we can't have real community mm. because everybody will just be fake. Yeah. Scary then. Very scary. Mm hmm? I'm just thinking about just the next gen sort of stuff. Next the generations? Yeah, just because of the unwillingness of this generation to do the hard stuff and actually call out the, the unhealthy moments and stuff like the previous generation were willing to and stand up to it and whatever. I'm not saying that there's no hope, because there'll always be hope, but there's a resilience factor. Mm. Um, I am interested and yet also scared, potentially, at the... how that is going to change. Not in a sense of like, from being super resilient to just weak and being flaky but in the idea of how that comes interpreted as something else um, example uh, cancel culture so speak up a bit example ca cancel culture mm -hmm. so the redefining of terms the redefining of things to suit feeling or to suit narrative so what will resilience or what will like actually pulling yourselves up by your bootstraps and actually doing some hard work to grow and to be stronger how is that going to be redefined to become something toxic because <laughs> yeah it's the hope is like hope is always that's the thing about hope is it never dies it's always going to be there at some point or wherever it is but society wants to constantly redefine yeah all those small things that have been the bedrock and kind of been the scaffolding to hold up society like the breakdown of the family unit used to be such a pivotal and cornerstone of society and it was how you made sense of the world, 
I mean, it's how you filtered everything through it. But now it's there's different versions of the family now, so we accept that, and then and they pull that rug from under us, and it's like, yeah, well, self autonomy. It's all about you now. It's all about you. Yeah, so Shannon, no, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the thing that I'm quite more alert about the redefining because they've already started, well not started, but they've already redefined or one, wanting to at least redefine the definition of a few things. So it makes it hard to have the conversations, I guess, or more challenging. Um, you know, like you say, we there are certain things that we used to agree on mm. that made up the fundamentals of our conversations. So I guess on the other, on the flip side of this, um, you know, people who feel like they've been alienated from, um, you know, like however things have been defined, they've been taken for granted. Um, people who felt, people felt like that has ultimately alienated them. Like if we keep talking about things this way, it'll mean that I'm an outcast. I'm still outcast. Like that's how, so for them. That's the need for the redefinition is because this is how you include me by redefining. You know, so in, in that sense, that's where I can see that um, if you're standing on that from that space, words can seem pretty, can be seemingly like weapon-like, you know, like yeah. they can seem like they're being weaponized by somebody or people's like, because, you know, for, I don't know, centuries or whatever, um, if you were, you know, like the word gay, you know, and the association of that uh, meant that you, you know, people look at you sideways and, and so it's mm. like, well, I think we're going to need to find a way to, um, a way to redefine terms so that what you think about homosexuality isn't with the connotations that came with whatever other worldview that you've got going on. So we need to, you know, um, so it makes sense, I think, for me that there is that at the same time where you know, we're talking about the redefinition of marriage and, you know, what a nuclear family is meant to look like. There's also such high volume of also people that are saying we actually need to um, you know, we need to destroy, I guess, um, I forget the right word that's being, like deconstruct, we don't want to deconstruct everything, you need a brand new system, and mm -hmm. the way that they'll, they'll talk about things is that the whole system is corrupt, because within it contains the words and the worldviews and the attitudes yeah. that lead to my alienation. So we need to, whereas I don't necessarily think that that's quite what was 
and it wasn't necessarily meant that um, we're going to actually go after all these minority groups and try no. and find the best way to alienate them. I think people were just trying to go, yeah. what's, you know, what's going to be a very helpful, useful, close to universal way to define certain things so that we have a approach to reality that's actually going to work at the basic level as well as the um, you know, most fundamental level as well as at the biggest level ever and and a lot of that you know you think about how that's been shaped in the west or even with the hebrews a lot of that didn't even come from humanity a lot of that didn't come from humanity Mm. The you know definition of the most fundamental aspects of what makes up society and life it didn't come from us it came from God mm. defined it and then we kept practicing it practicing it and over time we kind of saw oh actually this works so it makes sense for God to be the ultimate def definer of reality mm. and then when we try to define reality and we make God to be our, a villain um, we get what we get. Mm. Um, this, yeah. Yeah. Like mm. So yeah, I do agree with you that it's harder and harder to to try and find common terms and a common way of understanding the world from which you can actually have a conversation with another person who sees the exact same way of thinking to be mm. instead. Um, oppressive, um, coming against my identity, coming against who I feel I am. Yeah. Um, which cheese smoked salmon? Yeah. Yes. Um, which means yes. Then, what can you call out people on? You know, you say sin, it means something else to me. <laughs> And it means something else to you. We can't necessarily agree on that means. Or you say honoring God, it means um, something to you, and it means something different to me. You say uh, following Jesus, and you know God loves you. Mm. It means that is interpreted differently. Like it's not necessarily how we have a common understanding what it means no, yeah. um, to be a follower of Jesus, to be a Christian, um, and so. If that's not there, then what can we call each other out on? Mm. We don't have a vision, you know, mm. uh, well, of what's ideal. Yeah. You get to define what's ideal for you. We get to def I get to define what's ideal for me. And if I'm pursuing what's ideal for me, according to my definition, then you don't have the right to say. I think you're doing wrong. So like, no, no, no. I've got, I've got a. It's mine. But we don't have like the wider societal restraints yeah. that that are connected with that. It's my um, ideals, my thoughts, my feelings. Yeah, it's mine, mine, mine. So yeah, it's a, a really interesting time. I guess we're living in. Gosh. Yeah. And also, it's funny because the initial stages of all of that like you were saying with crossing my mind as you were saying it about how let's redefine something just so that those who don't feel like they're part of community 
can be part of community, which is like a really weird one because um, just going the long way around trying to get back into what was already there. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Um, and part of it all, obviously, there's a, an agenda by certain groups to feed a narrative that allows corporates to have their say and have their influence and that's all very fun and whatever but playing with people's, people's lives well yeah lives identity um, and as we see more and more their psyche and psychology as well yeah. And, and it's not a huge surprise. There's a more high rate of anxiousness and anxiety, and, and it's all connected to identity. Oh yeah, truly. If you don't know who you are and you don't know where you fit in, not even where you fit in, but where your anchor point is. Yeah. And someone offends your feelings. Um, I was, what's his name? It's a comedian talking. <laughs> I can't remember. Something, Jason Dyer, John Dyer, something. It was like talking about how the difference between male and female. It's like, that's one of the great things about the fact that uh, women are women because she's not a dude. I'm heard that one? No, it's like a comedian talking about how the difference is great and it's just like how. That's one of the things I love about girls, that they're not dudes. <laughs> I'm sorry if that offends your stupid ears, but like, I think, I think I, I was like watching that and other stuff, but it's just like community is that, like being able to kind of say things, maybe get offended, but understanding that sometimes. And it's in the community as well where you work out what's actually useful to say and what's not, what's allowed. Yeah, what's and people allowed. actually call you out as well. But I think that's probably the key key part of it that um, we're missing. The key part of it that no one really stopped to actually acknowledge is that it's actually healthy to be called out on stuff. Um, to have difference of opinions. If, if, if we have something that we agree on as normative for our community. 